Cartoon Scouter, Jeff J. Hello, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon from the Chatham Islands in uh, New Zealand. It's about one o'clock here. I think I'm in Connecticut, so it's dark, which means it's probably nighttime. Yeah, so I'm flexing my new uh, my new uh, low Earth orbit broadband connection from uh, uh, Elon Musk and my satellite phone really? here on my uh, sailboat. Were you, are you allowed yeah. in New Zealand? Yeah. I thought it's one of the uh, safest places to be for the pandemic. And yeah, Chatham Island. So I'm on my boat. I'm right outside the thing. It's it's in the territory, but I'm good. I have my papers. When you said allowed, I, I was wondering if there's a list of countries Jeff is not allowed to be ah, in. Good question. For some specific I don't reason. No. It's easier. It's the list is the okay. other way. It's easier well, the to say that you are allowed to be. Yeah, in. Okay, nice sure. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Right. Nice. Well, if you remember back a whole week ago from our last episode, we we talked about the fact that we wanted to get into, you know, what about eagles that maybe shouldn't be eagles and scouts that, that went too quickly through the program, whether it was by their choice or by a, a program that maybe wasn't set up the way it should have been or by maybe some parental involvement, we'll say. So hopefully you, you listened to last week's show and you remember us talking about that. So we're going to jump into that concept here. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kick it off. I think that uh, we, we've all seen very young eagles. We, the, the thing that we always talk about, that, that scouters always talk about, is, oh, you know, I had one. He finished it with 12 hours before, you know, his 18th birthday. And that's, that's always the the story that comes in, you know, they were running house to house and getting signatures and, and at the last minute, last minute, last minute, because teenagers are lazy and they put things off and da, da, da. But what you hear, I think less often, but is no, but is kind of more disconcerting is the scout that becomes an Eagle at 13 at, uh, you know, and has raced through every possible thing that they can get done as quickly as possible. And we all know that that sacrifices the, the leadership side of things and the, what you learn from teaching younger scouts and from growing during that, that period of time. I mean, boys and girls at the age of 13, they're not at a maturity level, nine, nine times out of 10, to, to handle an Eagle Court of Honor in a way that you want to see an Eagle Court of Honor go through. So, so that's our topic for, for today. So gentlemen, discuss. 13 to uh, 23, they're not mature <laughs> enough to 33 for some people, you know, sheesh, I, you know, 13. Um, so you're saying a scout, you know, the trustworthy factor may not be there. For example, me lying about where I actually am right now. Didn't you guys, you didn't, you don't hear the ocean breeze in the background, do you? No. You know, so I'm not, no. I'm not in New Zealand. I, I'm shocked. You know, um, You're not. <laughs> the, the connection uh, was pretty no, good. No, no, I'm not. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Although uh, not too many years ago, where I was traveling and selling, I, I sold some video conference systems because we got some pretty good compression over 4G and P Zoom actually before Zoom was a popular thing. So uh, I probably could do it. You know what? I'm going to put that on my list. Do a practical scouter podcast from a boat on the Chatham Islands. That sounds, that sounds like fun. Good. I'm going to do that. <laughs> It, yeah, it does sound like fun. I'd love to. I'd love to go there. I've never been down in that part of the world. Yeah, and you know, Greg is. Um, he's he's right. Uh, as I, I've seen a few instances where you just you wonder how that particular scout 
was able to get through the program and get Eagle either at their age or their maturity level or, you know, frankly, their character, right? They just don't seem to be that what you get in your head an Eagle Scout should be. And practically speaking, what do you do with a scout or a family like that if you're the scoutmaster? And, you know, do you sign off? Do you not sign off? And then what's, so, what do you do? I'll, and I'll, I'll give you the book answer because it's come up uh, frequently enough and not currently. I mean, it's been a, a traditional, uh, I won't say problem, it's been a traditional issue, is there is no age requirement for Eagle. The, and I think we're reminded today just because we've, started uh, uh, girls in the program and there's obviously a rush to reach Eagle and the first Eagle Scout, female Eagle Scout, or practically speaking, it's to be the first female Eagle Scout. So I think the shortest uh, a human can do Eagle is roughly 20 months. Might be a f- couple of weeks shy of that if you start adding up all the requirements and meet all your, your deadlines. So in theory, you could have a youth that could be, I guess, 12 and a half uh, that that they can join, but you cannot, we cannot, a scoutmaster cannot stand in the way saying, well, I don't think you're mature enough to be Eagle, so I'm going to make you wait a year. Although there have been more than one instance of that happening. Where where the scoutmaster yeah. said, I don't yeah. think yeah, you yeah, got exactly. what it takes. Basically, so not... you're going too fast. And we're, yeah, so we're, we're going to... You're going too fast, and it, well, then what happens? The... The kid says okay, or the parents say. Yeah, and my experience, unless the parent pushes it, that uh, the scoutmaster gets uh, usually his way of slowing the kid down. Uh, sometimes, you know, the the youth or the parent doesn't accept it, and oftentimes they need to go to another troop, uh, which may be better anyway, because the, the there is no, as I said, no age requirement for Eagle, and character is in the eye of the beholder and scout spirit is uh again in the eye of the beholder too i think it's incumbent on the scoutmaster and the scout and all the scouts in the troop to try to deliver the best program you can but for the kids that are ambitious or in some cases it's the the parents that are ambitious for that youth it's sometimes hard to do. And, and the frustrating thing is for those kids that make, and I've seen it more t- more often than not, the kids that make Eagle at a young age, they're done. They dropped out. They met their requirement for their college application or for that check mark box and whatever the, you know their life goals were or the parents' aspirations for them, and we don't see them again, which is unfortunate from a couple, from a couple of different perspectives. Yeah. So when you get Eagle and— I'm just not there yet um, in my own family. You get Eagle and then you can get Palms, right? For time. Is it time and like time and grade? Is time as an Eagle? What do you get merit the Palms badges for? Merit and, and time. So the, I think every five incremental merit badges past the 21 required gets you an additional Palm. But you also need to be there for six months to do that. Maybe it's four months. Maybe okay. Because I know, I know that... Uh, um, a good friend of the program is 
his son and his kid's fantastic. I went to his Eagle court and uh, it's some number of palms. I'm like, wow, I mean, this kid's got more military hardware than a banana Republic general over here. This is fantastic. You know, he's got all this stuff hanging off of him. This, you know, but that particular kid, um, I, I would say deserved it. So he, and he was maybe 17, maybe just shy of 17. And when he got his Eagle and I think he kept working on some stuff and he stayed active in the troop. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't, I guess, so you, you can, if you get your Eagle young, let's say 13, 14, you can stay in the troop and you can still earn and you can stay in until you're 18 yeah, you can, and do you whatever. You can still get right? palms. You can become a junior assistant scoutmaster. And you can still get merit um, badges. Yeah. So you could be one of those, one of those get all hundred and whatever well, merit badges. Junior assistant scoutmaster, I think right now is age 16 and above. And the time for, time for palm is three months. Uh, since the last palm, but the, and five merit badges in there, so you get on a bunch of merit badges and just kind of wait out the out, wait out the three months. Uh, so I got us off track. I, it, it, more importantly, what do you do? Practically speaking, the scoutmaster that knows that for whatever reason this is really not a legit eagle candidate, and as a scoutmaster, you do what? You can just say sign off or don't sign off. Say, sorry, I'm not signing off, and well, then what happens? I'll say before you even get to that point, in hindsight being 2020, that scout got to life because you signed off on their prior ranks as well. So what you can't do, I believe, is look at a scout who's working on Eagle and say, you know, you've done this too fast if you've never said it to them before. That's, that's a bit of a slippery slope. You know, you got to life super fast, but now I want you to wait two years you know, you, you should have said something when they hit, when they hit star. How much of it is troop culture? H having only been in one troop, th that's a hard one for me to answer. I will say that we have kids at, at every level in my troop. We've got kids that are, are, you know, taking it slower than they should. If they want to advance, we've got kids taking it, I think faster then faster than their learning, I'll say. So I, I, I don't think I have anyone in my purview who's who's going who's going so fast that it that it's abnormal, but I think that some of them would benefit from slowing down a little and and experiencing more of the scouting program. Yeah, so so to I, I'll agree with you, Greg, uh, to to a point because because of the book, is yeah, you you can't wait till they're working on their twenty first merit badge to say, well, we're going to slow you down now. But you also can't slow them down when they're getting to star or life. I mean, the the goal in scouting had always been first class, first year, and you do that for any number of reasons, including to keep the youth in, engaged and active. And to set the stage for them to then you know, work on one more senior ranks, and I think you can do first class a little quicker than one year, but that, practically that's what what it takes. But then say, all right, you know, I want you to hurry up and get your first class in one year, but then slow down. Uh, that's what you know. What kind of message is that? Secondly, is slowing them down at star life rank. It it I would turn it around to say, how do we get the best experience and develop character for that youth? And 
if they need some leadership skills, then, you know, work your magic as a scoutmaster and get them in as patrol leader and let them learn, um, but the hard way and the easy way to, you know, to be an effective patrol leader. And, uh, you know, 12-year-old patrol leader in some troops, it can be a real challenge. But that's, you know, welcome to life um, and not the rank. Uh, or so, but we shouldn't be slowing them down at any point in time, but waiting to the last minute when you're, you know, on the cusp of making Eagle is doubly wrong because, you know, it's, I guess it just is, there's no, there's no aid requirement. There's, you know, we got to complete certain rank requirements, a certain time and grade, but six months is six months. And, it, you know, we can't say, well, you got to do your six months over again because you, weren't successful in doing something. And usually it's, well, you weren't a good patrol leader, so we're going to make you do it again. Well, unfortunately, we give, you know, we 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 could we counsel youth on how to be a better patrol leader, but we can't t- take away time that they've earned, as it were. The calendar is, you know, unforgiving in that respect. Six months is six months or four months is it's four months. And Jeff, to your point, some of it is uh, troop culture. Some of it is uh, Scoutmaster's opinion or prerogative. I remember when I was Scoutmaster, I probably exercised more power and control than I had. I don't think I did anything wrong, but, you know, I I used to take the attitude that as Scoutmaster, I could sign off on any merit badge. You know, you can get away with a lot. Technically, that's not correct, but like I said, you can get away with a lot. Uh, or so. Not that I offered tw- 25 different merit badges, but if I if I felt a scout needed to complete a requirement, we have trouble finding a merit badge counselor, and I knew something about the subject sufficient to be the uh, the one eyed man in the uh, the land of the blind. That's that's interesting. I'm sure. I'm sure. No, these days these days no oh, way. Boy, yeah. Oh boy. I mean, as, as I took merit badge counsel training. I want to say last year I was reminded a couple of times um, about that and as I've taken yeah. online, which is, you know, now we're going back 20 years as Scoutmaster. When, uh... So we'll put out a big PSA. If Jason signed off on your eagle, <laughs> exactly. it may not be legit because he was. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, yeah. but you find plenty of Scoutmasters that have that um, attitude. And, and that's troop culture, too. Because, you know, if a scoutmaster thinks they can get away with more than their job description entails, then they may do that. And to the point we're talking about here is, can I slow a scout down? I can probably think of five different ways to do it and maybe get away with it. But that's wrong in almost every instance. Um, As we know, if there's a a debate, it's usually in the um, favor of the scout. You know, there's a, a debate between who's right and who's wrong, and hopefully no one's wrong. And I guess I, I agree with you. I do. Uh, let me give you an example. This And this was about two weeks ago. We did a few boards of review, and I, I had two second-class candidates and two life candidates. So the first life candidate that came in front of us is a junior in high school, and these are, I'm not just making this up. These, this actually happened. Uh, junior in high school, coming up on 17 years old. And so the Board of Review, we talked a lot about what are you thinking about for an Eagle project? You know, what what do you, this particular scout had just run for SPL and, and not gotten it. 
So we said, you know, what are you thinking about for, for leadership um, now, now that you're not going to be SBL? And, and we had a very good conversation around what he was looking at on the horizon as the, the capstone of his scouting career because he, he's, he's counting the days. Then we had the next Life Scout candidate who is uh, just a hair over 14 years old, and he's a freshman in high school. And that was a very different conversation where we said to him, um, you know, what, what are you thinking about for leadership positions? What do you think your next role is in the troop? How can you give back to the younger scouts? And by the way, you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're committed. Obviously, you're doing a lot of stuff, but we want to make sure that a year from now, you're not done and out of here. So remember, you've got time and you've got the ability to still have multiple roles coming up. And, um, you know, he's got a younger brother in the troop, you know, and to and to be here with your brother as he goes through these these younger levels. So it was a I agree with you. You can't we can't look at him and say, slow down. You know, you we're not going to let you go for an eagle board for two more years. You can't do that. But but we can steer, I think. And. Um, and look at the scout and where they where they are maturity wise and, and timeline wise and, and and have a different directional conversation with them. Yeah, and I I, I, I agree with that. And it's it, as we said, it's all about the journey. And uh, the troop I'm affiliated with, the Scoutmaster, is it's girl, girl troop doing a, you know a very effective job. He's been Scoutmaster previously in boy troop. And it was his attitude for some of the younger girls is that they've got time and that they ought to enjoy the experience and they don't have to rush through it. Uh, I don't perceive that he's delivering, delivering, holding anyone back or even unintentionally holding anyone back. But he doesn't, at the same time, he doesn't have a drumbeat saying, well, we have to work on this requirement, this requirement. I've got to offer five merit badges this month so that everyone can... Uh, you know, make sure that they're on top of merit badges. He's letting the, the, the girls, in this case, find their merit badge counselors or doing whatever leadership is available in the troop. Um, and he's certainly facilitating their growth and their experience, which I think is is the right attitude. If If we take the approach that it's up to the youth, parents aside, on how quickly they want to go, then that's great, and the kids will go at their own pace. Uh, certainly, it's when the parents are pushing them uh, or setting their own deadlines that you, you know have a problem. And you know, I've, I've, I've said before that you know when I've, I've had plenty of eagles that are high passes, and I've had other eagles that are just kind of skirted by, and it you know, all counts in the end. And their court of honor is no different, whether it's a high pass or low pass. Uh, and no one looks at their uh, grade point average and how well they did on merit badges because it's uh, pass-fail, as it were. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the low pass. Let's talk about a disaster scenario where you, you've got the older scout, the parents are driving it, they want to get it done for the college application, they're... Uh, running through the merit badge industrial complex. They're basically paying for merit badges and getting the stamps. And then they butt heads with the scoutmaster. And the, the scoutmaster says, 
hey, I, I, I'm not signing on this. I wasn't part of the, the process. I didn't have a chance to guide and understand. Um, and Scoutmaster says, no, I'm not going to sign off. Now, what, you know, what do you do in that situation when the Scoutmaster, they dig, you know, they dig their heels in and say, I'm not, I'm not signing off because I can't verify that the scout did these things. And I think you're just trying to work around the system. What, what happens? Well, when it comes to an, an Eagle application, the scoutmaster signature is nice to have. It, it is not required in order to submit that application for an Eagle border review, because we, we need to remember that an Eagle board is not held by the troop. It's held by the district. And the district will typically invite a number of people from the committee to attend as what they call friendlies, you know, friendly quest, um, friendly faces <laughs> who are also there to, to speak to the scout. And the scoutmaster or, or an assistant scoutmaster will usually bring and introduce the scout and be there as their, their advocate to, to not speak and not answer questions or ask questions, but be there um, to, to alert the group if there's anything that they need to know, if there's an issue um, to be aware of, or if they think things are going down the wrong path, they can raise their hand and say, I don't think these questions are appropriate. But, but that, that, that is all a long way of, of going back to the original point, which is that the Scoutmaster does not have to sign off on an Eagle application or an Eagle project application. So the scout can go to that board. Now, the odds are, if the scoutmaster refuses to sign off, um, the advancement chair for the district will contact the scoutmaster and say, can you tell us why? What, what is it that made you uncomfortable recommending? That? Because really, I believe the signature, I might even say it on the form, this is not a sign-off that the scout did what they needed to do. It's a, do you, as scoutmaster, put this scout forth as an Eagle candidate? So, so the advancement chair for the district will typically contact the scoutmaster and say, why? Why, why did you not sign this? Give us some insight. Okay. So what, what happens in that disaster scenario I described where the kid just, they're in the troop in name only and the, they're pushing, rubber stamping, buying merit badges. And I, and I don't think there's, there's not, that's not hyperbole. I mean, you hear enough stories and you, you know, I have enough direct witness to this, that these things, these things can and do happen. So what, what happens at that district level or council level if there's no district? What, what's that, what's that Eagle board do? Do they ever say no? Yeah, they have the ability to say no. And I believe that there is a, an appeal process that goes then to the council advancement committee um, which also has an ability to say no. I don't think they often do. And it can then get appealed, I believe, to the National Council at that point. I think in our in our district, I think the advancement chair often asks for a written statement from the unit of why they didn't sign off. Uh, because there's they're not going to be at that board review, most likely. Um, yeah, this isn't a... This, I can't imagine this is a trial no. setting where you get to call witnesses no. or something, you know. <laughs> Your Honor, I submit Exhibit A. <laughs> they were not 
at that park on the day they said they were. Therefore, they're not trustworthy. They have violated the law. <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, oh I, I'm trying to remember if this is the case or how I learned it is the scoutmaster signing off on scout spirit. Uh, although looking at the application, it's an approval. The unit leader and the committee share both. There's spots for them to to sign, but it can be, as we, as we said, it can be submitted without their signatures. So they go there, and then the that board. So I guess if somebody really, really wanted to, um, and they can take as much time as they really want, right? It's just the paperwork submittal before they're 18, right? And this appeals pro. Let's, you know, these. I got to imagine these. This stepped appeals can be months, if not, you know, a year and change. Particularly if it has to go to the national level. This, no, it can't. Can Although I, th I think done at the, at the council level can be done pretty quickly because the the council advancement committee, which is comprised of the district advancement chairs, um, can hear something. And I believe it's that group that then sits in the review. We probably should invite the council advancement chair to come on for uh, talk about that process because I'm sure. I'm sure he's seen a lot oh, of stuff. I love that. I love that. If we were a professional level podcast, we that's would right. have them on standby right now and say, hey, you know what? Let's see if we can get a hold of them. Hey, we try calling them, but that's going to be. It's what, 3 30 in the morning? Is that right? 3 30 in the morning. Exactly. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's only about uh, 1 30 here in New Zealand. Well, that, then you can call them because it's daylight where you are. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. It's the insomniac guy. <laughs> <laughs> so those appeals, and then uh, I don't know. You, you just yeah, you, you want you want to have Jay. I love your. And this is why you're the best. This high pass, low pass kind of idea. Um, I guess you just hope that the low pass bar is still high enough where. The cheaters aren't going to cheat, right? They're just not going to. You're right, and get I, 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 I'm thinking of one scout who remained nameless, and he's hopefully he's successful in life now because it's been 20 years, and he was my low pass that I can I can think of, and it was because he was my troublemaker when we went to uh, I think we went to um, where was it Sturbridge Village of Massachusetts, and I remember he got back. Um, in the group in the parking lot as we're, we're heading home. And I said, what, what do you got there? He says, I got a beer making kit. I said, you have a what? He says, I have a beer making kit. I'm, yeah, I said, what are you going to do with this? I'm going to take it home to my mom and show it to her. And I said, okay. You know, I can't say you can't buy that because there's no alcohol. But, you know, he was, you know, he was always the kid that was uh, causing me the most agita uh, or so. And I, I, I remember when I, I did his Scoutmaster conference and, we spoke for about an hour, which actually an hour and a half. You know, it was a nice chat. You know, really nice. And I said, oh, and let me take a, take a look at your handbook. And I may have told the story before. And I'm going through his handbook. And I said, uh, you're missing your uh, citizenship in the Nation Merit Badge. He, uh, he said, no, I'm not. I said, well, yeah, but it's not signed off here. He says, no, I know. I haven't finished it yet. I said, well, wait a minute. Why am I doing your Scoutmaster Conference if you're not already? He said, well, I'm going to get it. I said, yeah, but... I'm not going to sign off until you get it. He says, really? I said, yeah. <laughs> so so um, about a month later, he calls me up and says, okay, I'm ready for my Scoutmaster Conference. And 
And I said, well, that's great, but I'm no longer your scoutmaster. Because in the meantime, I had passed it on to the next scoutmaster. He says, yeah, but I, I did off everything else with you. I said, yeah, call the new scoutmaster up. Well, yeah, no, I, I want to go with you. I said, you can't. So we hung up, nice call. Ten minutes later, of course, his mother calls. And she says, well, he just needs a sign-off. And I said, I can't sign off. I'm not the scoutmaster. Well, yeah, but all he needs is the signature. I said, I'm still not the scoutmaster. <laughs> so then she calls the new scoutmaster who says, have your son call me and we'll work something out. And he made him go through the whole conference, which he should. <laughs> but, you know, so, that, you know, that's, right. you know, pushy mom and pushy scout and, and looking to cut corners. No big thing because he had completed everything. But it's kind of like he's looking for a shortcut. And, you know, it's just got missed a conference. How bad can it be? <laughs> so, Jay, I have a challenge for you. I, what, do you think it's you'd able to track that scout down and get him the, on this podcast? He's not my favorite. That he's not be, my favorite scout. <laughs> see, see, that's okay. Whatever. No, I mean, but that's important. So, you know what? Tell, tell us about Tell us about your scouting experience and what do you think and where'd you land in life? And, and we, um, we know your successor at Scoutmaster. We could bring them on as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah Jay, you've got quite the lineage, right? So that would be kind of interesting. You know, bring on a couple of, uh, um, well, Jay, you've been, you've been kicking around long enough where you're seeing some of the youth that were either part of your programs or, or, or scouts that right. you knew their, their parents yeah, now, their cub right. parents now. Right. So that'd be kind of interesting. Uh, do like, Oh, what was that show? What was that game show? Um, where the, everyone was, a was it, this is your life or whatever it is where they're hidden behind the thing and you answer the questions and you got to guess who yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. Or that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing a be kind quick of fun. Uh, Google search. I haven't found yeah. them yet, but maybe that's a maybe that's a sign. <laughs> I, I, search, search for the name and and pen attention. Yeah, in, in yeah prison bars. Yeah, you know, that might conduct. be more like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I, you know, I guess what I'm hearing for all this is, and and the, the lesson about the the unworthy eagle is, you as a leader you probably see those telltale signs early on and you work with that. And if you're caught off guard by the, um, the pushy parent or the, you know, the aggressive parent, the aggressive scout, maybe you weren't doing your job in the previous four or five years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. When we teach Scoutmaster fundamentals, you know, we teach what the book says, but it's a learning experience. And depending on, your troop culture and who preceded you and what the committee looks like. You, you know, sometimes, you know, you've seen this before, but in some cases it's all brand new. Um, particularly I was an ASM for about, I want to say eight or nine months before I became scoutmaster and it was a painful process becoming scoutmaster, but, um, which is a story for a different, uh, podcast or, a or a beer, um, but are those mutually uh, no, actually not. Activities? That's, that's, just... uh, yeah, we can we can we can do yeah. both. Um, for, yeah. I'm not wearing <laughs> a uniform, not on my sailboat. No. <laughs> yeah, well, with all your bling, you'd fall over and drown. You don't want that to happen. <laughs> oh, my bling! You're the you're the yeah, but you're the yeah. 
You're so the mountaintop you guy here, not and, me. Uh, I, I, uh, and some troops, and I think our troop was that way, is I didn't do a Scoutmaster conference until I became Scoutmaster, which it makes sense. But when I became Scoutmaster, I've kind of delegated a lot of that out to give more experience to the ASMs so that they would see that. And I kind of reserved eagles for myself because I thought they were the most fun. Uh, and um, I took... Yeah, you know, I, I, I know I needed to sign the Eagle application, so I wanted to be able to test for it. But I, I knew the kids well enough, uh, uh, for the most part. But you know, again, it's you know we all you know we all learn in our own way, and and sometimes you try to apply different you know business principles to a troop, and it ain't always that way, particularly when you're dealing with kids. Yep, and and all the all the kids are different, and they they need a different type of motivation and and poking in slightly different directions as yeah, well. Yeah, true. The uh, I can imagine a uh, and, and I guess maybe it's roundtables and district kinds of things or OA or whatever it is, but I can imagine these therapy sessions for scoutmasters, right? Kind of like in The Sopranos, where the psychiatrist has to go to a psychiatry session just for counseling because right. they're going to lose their mind otherwise. But you know, in all seriousness, there's a lot of re- for if you're a younger, uh, newer, fresher scoutmaster out there or cubmaster listening to this, um, you know, ask around, ask your district, raise your hand. There's there are chances are there are people who have walked that road or at least a, a similar road in the past. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. Ra- Roundtable is the best place to have that kind of conversation because that's the reality of it. And, and uh, yeah, you always want to know what the book says, but you know, there's sometimes that the book just doesn't apply to what you're doing uh, for it. And if you can work out a satisfactory solution that keeps everybody happy, so it really is a win-win-win you know, maybe your fourth win in there somewhere. And that's great. Um, no easy answers. <laughs> well, if it was easy, um, I guess everybody would be much. doing it and <laughs> we wouldn't get paid as That's right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Yeah. It, uh, all those scoutmasters out there, you know, nursing all those eagles up there, you know, God bless you. More power to you. And, uh, you know, just, I guess if you're just do your best to continue to operate with integrity and follow the oath and the law and let the chips fall where they may. Here, here. <laughs>